0: Hi, everybody. My name is Maddie. And my name is Saren. And we just are starting off our first podcast ever, so we're really excited. Um, We just wanted to talk to you guys today about a project that we've been doing here at BYU Hawaii. We're in an anthropology class taught by Tevita Ka'ili called Applied Anthropology. And throughout this last semester, we've been focusing on a need that we have found here in the community. We've been looking at it through an anthropological lens. And it's been quite the journey, so we're hoping that by explaining these things to you guys, we'll be able to um, maybe inspire some ideas um, in your own communities, as well as explain the things that we've been able to do and accomplish here in Laie.
1: We were able to start working with the Laie Elementary School here in Laie, Hawaii,
0: um, and work with a pre-existing project
1: on an anti-bullying program here through the Peacebuilding Department, the David O. McKay Center at BYU-Hawaii. Um, and we really wanted to make an impact on our community that would make a difference, but also something that we were passionate about, something that we knew we could fall in love with and take head on. And that's really exactly what happened. We fell in love with this project. And let us tell you, it was one of the best things we did all semester.
0: So before we get into any crazy details about the project and the things that we did, we wanted to start off by briefly explaining the mindset and the approach that we took as we entered into this project by just explaining some basic principles and theories that we used as kind of a foundation for our project.
1: The David O. McKay Center of Intercultural Understanding has a strong focus in our community for outreach projects between the students and the Laie community. And so the center is really a center full of tools to help bridge cultural gaps to help with mediating conflicts and help draw understanding between these two different groups of people and so one of the main theories that is implemented into the peace building program is called arbinger which was created by terry warner to help create a language for how to create peace in interpersonal relationships and so if you think about it oftentimes we have to better our relationships and we want to but there's a deeper mindset that influences the way we interact with others that we have a hard time understanding and recognizing in ourselves, let alone in other people. And so this Arbinger theory has become a cornerstone piece of the Peacebuilding Program here at BYU Hawaii um, to help support the establishment of peace locally. And the principles are simple and are the underlying foundation of exactly where to start.
0: The first principle that we want to bring into the light is the language of how we see people as people. When it comes to conflict, it's not about what we do. It's all about how we do it. So underneath any behavior that we do is our mindset. In Arbinger, this mindset is called a way of being. So our way of being is the first thing that people react to. It's what they perceive when we first interact with them. So whether our behaviors are harsh or soft, whether they're, I guess, in classrooms, good or bad, <laughs> the response is driven by the underlying way in which we do it.
1: So with that, understanding almost any behavior that we can do, we can do it in one of two ways. We can behave seeing humanity or other people as equal to our own, or we we can behave seeing them as objects. And some of the ways we see people as objects is, firstly, we see them as a tool or vehicle, which is really common to see someone for the benefit that they bring you. It might be someone that will help you get a good grade, that will give you a promotion, a ride to the airport, or you see them as a stepping stone for your future endeavors. It is important that getting help from someone isn't what makes the individual an object. It is the way you see them while you're going through that process.
0: Another way to see someone as an object in addition to that is you can see them as an obstacle. So this means that you see them as a burden, something that's holding you back, um, something that's annoying or maybe a distraction. And lastly, you can see someone as irrelevant where you hardly see them at all. If you do see them... Their pains, stresses, dreams, and desires are less relevant or less important to you than your own. And this underlying principle is what shaped our curriculum for the elementary school project. This basic understanding helps make sense of the concepts that we implemented into our Applied Anthropology Project. And that's kind of where where we based all of what we did. Um, everything Everything that we created and the interactions that we had we tried to approach from this mindset of Arbinger.
1: Now let's get into the story of how this all started. So back in winter 2018, the McKay Center Arbinger field director named Sarah Coles was contacted by Eliza Elkington, who's the vice principal of the Loyette Elementary School. And so she was searching for a peacebuilding program that could come in to help teach a class that was having challenges with bullying. She needed help creating a culture of kindness
0: among the sixth grade class. There was a significant problem with the way that the children interacted with each other. They had developed a sort of cool kids versus nerds um, separation. There were lots of exclusions, and Eliza knew that she needed help from an outside source. But it wasn't until the tensions escalated with a text message that was being shared around the sixth grade um, that was it was roughly uh, <laughs> GKYS which stands for and is an acronym for Go Kill Yourself. Um, this was super scary to not only the teachers, but to, to students, and it was, it was becoming a huge problem. Um, and it was being sent to a variety of students who were experiencing trials in their lives. So when reaching out to our peacebuilding department, she said that they had allotted half an hour segments during the sixth grade library rotation schedule for each class each week. She asked us to create a six-week anti-bullying class to help shift the mindset of the students. And this opportunity was super exciting for the Peacebuilding Department. And we created a few games to play combined with some serious discussions that could help create that shift that Eliza was looking for. We collected volunteers that were interested and we threw some Arbinger techniques into these simple lesson plans. And without much more knowledge of the problem, we went in to teach the students.
1: And the project really did go pretty well. It just wasn't as effective as we would have hoped. We recognized that we had failed to understand the problem, the situation, and the whole culture of the sixth grade class. So we didn't know what they were struggling with, what they were proud of, what they needed from us BYU-Hawaii students, and what would help them most. And we were very inexperienced in a child classroom setting as we were coming straight from college classes into a classroom setting. Um, and it made, we made so many mistakes along the way, and so, in short, we went into a setting, dismissed their culture, taught them what we imagined would be helpful with the limited knowledge it, that we had previously, and we recognized that through our mistakes and the opposition, how important it is to use anthropological tools to discover the underlying needs of these students, rather than just scratching the surface with generalized lesson plans. And so when Eliza reached out to us again in winter 2019 to help out with the now fourth grade class, we were really excited for an opportunity to implement applied anthropology into this program. We were looking forward to gaining a better understanding of the school and to work as cultural brokers to create an atmosphere of kindness in the classes that we taught.
0: The absence of the anthropological efforts in the first trial run had halted the impact and made it easier to dismiss the needs of the students. And we hoped that through this new lens, we could implement a sustainable and customizable intervention program that would best serve our young local neighbors. Um, and we were pleasantly pleasantly surprised by how well they responded to this new idea and this new approach that we were wanting to take with the students.
1: Going into this project, we knew that things were going to be constantly changing as our understanding deepened. and that our observations would be key in developing an effective intervention. So we really had to focus on making sure we were observing what was going on and focusing on the needs of the students. And this proved true as we began to work directly with the fourth graders and their administration. We started things out just by diving right into it with some deep hanging out in the form of a class. And every Tuesday we would interact with each of our four different classes of fourth grade students. So every Tuesday we were there for half an hour segments being able to teach them some of these important
0: skills. One of the first things that we noticed right off the bat was how smart and perceptive the kids were. Our first lesson was sort of like a trial, and the amount of retention that was demonstrated was super impressive, and it actually caused us to reevaluate the direction and the development of our curriculum. We realized that using games was a super powerful way to get a serious message across, and decided that that was going to be the focus of our lesson plans. Um, We wanted to revolve things around the fun and interactive games so that we could keep the kids um, interactive, (laughs) so that we could keep them engaged. Um, The response of the kids was amazing and the games really helped to create a space where the kids could get to know each other and to see all of their different classmates as people. It also developed a comfortable atmosphere where serious discussions about bullying could happen because those were sensitive things that were being brought up and that the transition from games into that was really, really effective for these kids.
1: Some of these games we played were a lot more well-known, like the human knot game, the telephone games, but others were developed with the purpose of teaching an important and specific principle. We won't go into detail explaining every single one of the games because then we would be here for hours and that would be just way too long, but we just would like to give you a small taste um, and explain just one of the kids' favorite games, which we called the squatting empathy game. And so the Squatting Empathy Game is designed to help the kids understand empathy. And so what we do is we have all of the students stand in a circle, close their eyes, and squat. And then we have one of the teachers go around and tap the students on the shoulder. If you get one tap on the shoulder, you can open your eyes, and then you're able to see everybody else in pain squatting. The second tap, you're able to stand up. And the third tap, you're able to go and help other people by tapping them once on the shoulder and going back to your spot. And so as they're squatting, they're able to open their eyes and see other people squatting, knowing that they're all feeling something similar. Um, As they kind of endure that pain, they're able to go out and help other people once they're able to get tapped the third time. And this game really explores that idea of empathy, and it's super important that they can understand that they can help other people.
0: After we played these games we would sit down with the students and that's when we would ask them questions and we would help them apply the principles into their real lives. So with this empathy game that Saren just explained to us, we would, after the game, we would sit down with them and we would ask them, you know, like, how did you feel during that game and what are some of the things that you noticed when you opened your eyes or when you tapped on your neighbor and, like, what are the things that, that really stood out to them? And then we would take those and we would help them to understand how that, is applicable to them in their day-to-day life. We would also use that time to assess the effectiveness of each game because we were developing the curriculum as we went. And we would kind of gauge you know, whether they liked the game and whether the, the points that we were trying to get across with those games was actually coming across. Um, and another thing that we did was we spent a significant amount of time receiving feedback from our volunteers that were helping us to facilitate these lesson plans. After a few weeks, we recognized that the need um, or that the need was present to send these students home with a commitment or an assignment that they could report on the next week. It was essential that this shift was happening outside of these 30-minute segments we spent with them. And so just a brief example, we asked them to go home and to actually explain empathy to someone, whether that was a parent or a sibling or even just a friend that wasn't in the same class as them um another example of a commitment that we would leave with them was to do an act of kindness for someone else someone else and that would seem to be very very effective another key player in the development of these lesson plans was the school administration and we communicated with them through emails and through in-person meetings about the progress of the kids as well as the needs of the students when we weren't there it was really cool because sometimes the teachers would even come in and join in during the games and so they were able to to see what was going on, and then to give us feedback that was directly related as well. And we wanted to make sure that the work we were doing was helpful and hit the target of what they truly needed.
1: One of the things that was brought to our attention by the teachers is that though there was a lot of progress between the student-to-student relationships and their interactions, they were behaving a lot worse towards their teachers and other administration. They were being disrespectful, and so... We had to make a shift again in our lesson plans to remind the students that teachers are also people too. And as simple as that is, that we really are all human, we all are people, it made a huge difference. This collaboration with the volunteers and the administration is what truly made this change possible altogether. Without that, I don't know how our project would have done. And so as we continued to work with the administration, they expressed to us that they loved what we were doing and hope that we would not only make a curriculum to be taught by our volunteers, but also something that they could have access to, something that they could implement in their classrooms. And so it was important to them that these principles and ideas were in a format that they could have access to without having to go through and engage in a six week program. And obviously they recognized the importance of the program with our volunteers from the university and the influence that a university student can have on a young child. But they also reminded us of the important The importance of the principles to be consistently reinforced by the teachers and those who interact with the students daily. If you think about it, we only came in every Tuesday for a 30-minute section. Imagine how much more powerful the impact could be if the teachers were reinforcing these
0: same principles daily. It would just make that much more of an impact. And there were so many tiny details that went into the development of this curriculum Um, And they were all centered around the needs of the students and creating a sustainable project. So unlike the first time that we came in and attempted to teach anti-bullying to these students, we saw lasting results and we were able to create a project that can now continue to be used by us and also the school independently. And they don't don't necessarily need us to come in and teach these six-week programs, but the principals are readily available to them. And the resource of the university students is also available if it gets to a point where they need to implement that six-week program.
1: One of our biggest takeaways with this experience working at Laya Elementary was how critical it is for us to strive to live the same principles that we were teaching. And if you think about it, every time we teach something, it's a great reminder to ourselves as much as it is for our students to put these principles in our lives and to apply these things. And so we and the volunteers needed to walk the path of kindness to the best of our abilities while also asking the fourth graders class to do the same. And so commonly when Arbinger is taught, it is important to have the mindset that if this helps just at least one person, it is worth teaching. And so in our project, we realized that through the principles, they were important to the students, but it was also our job to adapt to their needs. And the first time we came in to teach that... We just came in to teach what we wanted. We didn't really teach what they needed. And this time, we came to learn and understand what would be the most helpful for them, and we were willing to be versatile.
0: So now, we wanted to talk a little bit about the results that we saw on multiple levels in this whole collaborative effort, Um, and they're pretty cool. So I'm just going to read really fast some of the surveys that we've received back from the students. Um, So one of the kids, in response to these questions, Let's see. I'll read them right here. So our first question was, what was the biggest thing that you learned from us coming in? And the student responded that bullying was bad and can hurt other people. And then the next one was, have you seen a difference in your school? And they said, yes, less kids bullying. And the third one is, have you seen a difference in the way that you act? And the student responded, yes, I don't like to be a mean kiddo to others. That's pretty cute. (laughs) And the next one that we have was in response to the same questions. So response to question one was, I learned that bullying other people can hurt their feelings. I have seen that everyone gets along. And, oh, let's let's see if I can quote this directly. I'm not a bully, but if my younger brothers bully anyone else, I will tell them it is wrong. (laughs) And then just a third example that we have was, Um, The response that said, the biggest thing I learned from you guys was about bullying. Bullying can make people hurt themselves. Um, And yes, they've seen a difference in their school because people are always playing with someone else. And have you seen a difference in the way you act? They said, yes, because when I was in third grade, I used to say shut up or freak. I still do, but not all the time since third grade.
1: (laughs) So we really love these responses because we were able to see if they were able to see a difference in their own lives as well as a difference in their community at the school. And from most of these responses, we recognized that they really did have a positive influence, or a positive impact in their own lives. They were able to apply these principles and to be the best versions of themselves through these things. And that was just so beautiful to watch. And so we also saw a big impact with our volunteers as well. It was a great opportunity for students from BYU-Hawaii to be able to connect with the community Um, Most of these students were our neighbors, were people that lived close by to us, and it was fun to see them in in the streets, and we had one volunteer that was able to see his neighbor often and talk about these same principles outside of the classroom, and so through the volunteers, we were able to get a little bit more feedback on how this project was for them, and so I'd like to read... Um, a quick little email that we got from one of our volunteers that says, Aloha! I adored our class. I had so much fun getting to know the little keikis, which means kids in Hawaiian, and laughing around with them. I was, I will always cherish the craziness they brought into my Tuesdays. I told every single one of my friends about the first time that I met them, and they asked me if I was fun. And when I said, yeah, I'm fun, they all started cheering Haha, I will never forget it. In all seriousness, I'm really grateful for that time to reconnect with the little fourth graders. Although they were rowdy and unfocused, they were also sweet. They wanted to learn and to connect and were excited to share their experiences. They were all so sweet. So, 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 so sweet. And I love them. Mahalo, which is thank you in Hawaiian, plenty for the experience.
0: So, as you guys can see, there was an incredible amount of positive feedback that we received in response to this project and to our research and the way that we were able to implement that into Laie La Elementary. And just to kind of put like a number figure to it, we, after tallying up the different results that we received back based off the surveys, um, we were able to see that about 90 per, 92% of the students expressed that there was a difference that they were able to see within their school and within themselves. And so that was a huge deal to us, and along with that, we each had our own personal experiences as we were teaching the students and as we were interacting with all the different people involved that were very rewarding and that were eye-opening to the the truly amazing culture of kindness that they do have at La Yee Elementary.
1: It was amazing to see these students take these principles from the get-go and run with them. They were ready to apply these things into their lives. They were ready to learn deeper principles of how to see people as people. And by doing so, they taught me so much. One of the last weeks we were there, there was a boy who was struggling in the earlier classes. He mentioned that he doesn't like to show emotions because at home his brother would beat him up, um, a, a few other things. He was having a harder time with some of the principles we were teaching. But the very last class we were there, he saw someone that was in need that was sitting in the corner of the classroom who was upset and he went and he sat next to her and he just listened to her he talked to her i saw from a side perspective just watching him interact with this girl and it just melted my heart just knowing that he was showing empathy he was applying these principles into his life because he wanted to not because anybody asked him to and i love the that this is not just one student that was able to do that that was one that I specifically saw that made an impact on me and made me want to be a better version of myself, made me want to go and sit next to those people that need those, that extra listening ear, that need that little extra love, and to remember that they're not invisible. And he really inspired me to think differently, and all of these students really had that impact on me to remember that I can see people as people no matter who they are, no matter how many differences we have, no matter where we come from.
0: All right, guys, thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that that this was able to give you some ideas and to inspire maybe some things you guys can do within your own communities. Thanks for listening.